Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussaud. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda, a diva cup date, a period panty hack, and goodnight menses. It's a menstruation extravaganza. Plus, uh, couples therapy for coworkers and Toni Morrison's regrets. How are you? I have been really busy. I have sort of, I have this like weird part of my lower back that hurts when I've been working too much. <laughs> and I, it's been, what's going been on? Flaring Office up. worker. And- exactly right. It's because I don't use a standing desk and I refuse to do good ergonomic deeds for myself. Um, but yeah, that's it. You know, I know this is going to sound really cheesy, but you should do good ergonomics for your for your sitting situation sorry i know it makes me that person but it's important i mean here is a real dilemma which is that if my chair were like properly fitted to my body my knees would hit the desk like nothing (laughs) nothing fits i know so maybe you needed a new desk hello (laughs) you just like perfectly laid out this problem you're like i have a cute desk so my back will suffer for it most boring problems what's going on with you Ugh, you know, my lower back also hurts. Just kidding. My neck, my Just back. Kidding. My neck, my back, my Netflix, and my snacks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened to Kia? Kia, right? That's I think so. Um, yes. Um, I can never tell, like, Kia, Tweet, Nivea. You remember, like, that era of, like, one name, lady, one hit, one It era. is Kia. Kia with an H. Where's the Wikipedia page? Yeah, because page? Nivea is the... Um, what did Nivea sing? She was like, there goes my back. Up oh, my yeah, back. Nivea. Wait, it was in my back. It was something else. <laughs> but yeah, there goes my something. There goes my shirt. Foul. There goes my dress. Yes, yeah. shirt up over my <laughs> God, I'm like 30. Now I'm a mom. Everything is weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel... I feel good. I'm um, having some cramping, but other than that, you know, just coping. Here's the thing that will help you cope. Kia released a new album last year. (laughs) What? (laughs) According to Wikipedia. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand. Anyway, but... I'm looking up Kia right now. Kia is now performing at cookouts. Is the number one hit for Kia. Also, her Twitter is Queen Kia. That's great. That's perfect. Also, there are worse circuits to be on than the cookout circuit. Uh, The cookout and pool party circuit is an amazing circuit. Exactly. I support this. Exactly. Oh, I support this. It was not meant as a Okay, okay. It was, no. Don't worry. Uh, So, listen, let's let's talk about, maybe you don't want to talk about these cramps. We do kind of have a menstruation extravaganza planned for this episode. Oh my God, so many things to discuss. Where do we even start? Um... You had a diva cup date for everyone, I believe. It's true. So, full disclosure, I know I said a couple of weeks ago, months even, maybe, that I was going to try out the diva cup. I ordered one, and first of all, this thing cost 28 American dollars. 
I know that in the long run of what you spend on like tampons and pads, that's nothing, but it's a really hefty investment up front. And, you know, for something that you don't even know if you're going to like continually put it in your vagina. Yeah. And then I can't even return it. Right. That's like four good bottles of wine, like down the drain. This is like buying (laughs) sex toys online or something. It's like you're all in. (laughs) So, yeah. So it's like staring me in the face. Every month I go, am I going to try this or nah? And so far it's been nah. But I promise, I promise, I promise I will try it very soon. But I just, I don't have a lot of faith. Also, the cleaning instructions are lowly. (laughs) Boil it on the stove for hours and hours? Yeah, it's like you boil it or you can order this like Diva Cup cleaning gel solution thing for more money because everybody is in the business of making more money. I just I just know that I'm gonna boil it and just completely like forget about it and ruin it like every time I try to boil eggs so well you know that's... if you have cleaning advice requests pretty much half of our inbox is diva cup evangelists who want to tell us all about how great the diva cup is so you could ask some of them I know they are so you know what I want to know actually is where do you store it like next to the teacups like where does it go in your house when you're done? I always assume it? people stored it in like a silk pouch under the sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some like really nice silk pouch. I like I have a lot of questions. Like if you use it and you go to the bathroom, you take it out. Do you have to like then walk to the sink and rinse it out and put it like I don't know. I mean, I could go Google all these things, but these are the questions that keep me awake at night. I mean, yeah, I'm still happily in OB land, but I have different flow needs, so I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm just doing investigative research for ladies everywhere. I want to know what the fuss is about. Um, so on that tip, have you tried special period panties? Ugh, please. <laughs> if by special period panties, you mean anything that goes above my belly button, then, <laughs> like, that's what I wear all the time. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could basically pull it up slightly higher and attach a strap to it and be wearing, like, a onesie. <laughs> Seriously, you know, actually, this is my, this is my period panty hack. American Apparel <laughs> makes these like really high waisted dude underwear, and that's my rock bottom. Like anytime I'm like, I just, I just need ice cream. And I need to sit in my house. I need to feel like my underwear is protecting my entire body. Like that's what I wear. That's much better than this article that someone sent us, which is in Women's Health and is about like special period panties and features, as you pointed out, one of the worst Photoshop jobs I've ever seen. (laughs) And the Photoshop job on this thing is ridiculous. I Like I told you earlier, I feel that if you're going to work at a women's magazine that is like a little shamey or maybe a lot (laughs) shamey. The best thing that you can do for everyone is really take photoshopping seriously because this is a joke. I mean, it's basically like a a weird diamond shaped chunk of her butt is missing. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, when like the Photoshop goes bad like this, I always wonder if it's like the retoucher is like, oh, fuck this shit. Or it's, like, literally a dude that doesn't understand, like, women's bodies. And it's like, oh, your thighs aren't so, like, nobody's thighs. It's someone who has never been alone with a human naked woman before. Yeah, I'm just like, I can't can't tell. Because this is laughable. Like, like, completely phoned it in. Also. And 
whatever, what is this? Women's health and women's health, like have some respect. This is a joke. Also, this article uses what I find to be a super unattractive acronym, T-O-M, your time of the month. <laughs> it's like... Also, the underwear is called Finks with an X. <laughs> is it owned by Spanx? No way. Spanx takes itself so seriously, this would never happen. Things was partially funded on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. For every pair purchased, Uganda-based Afropads make seven washable cloth pads. Oh, this is nice. For women in the developing world who don't have access to sanitary products. But still, I don't respect this product. Right. And like, do you really need it to be antimicrobial? That just... I don't Oh, no. Antimicrobial like, underwear. Don't mess with the biome. Don't mess with the biome. Seriously, like I think it's okay to have some microbes down there. You know, I just love that this is the same language that like Nike tries to use to like sell me pants. You know, it's like moisture wicking. <laughs> <laughs> All these things where I'm like, mm-hmm, but where does like, it go? Does it just like wick it to stain the crotch of your jeans? Then like. <laughs> It like winks. It wicks it onto somebody else's body. (laughs) (laughs) We're just all carrying somebody else's moisture. This got so gross so fast and I love it. (laughs) Leaker is going to leak. Stainer is going to stain. Microbes going to microbe. In far better period related products to appeal to us, there is a book slash project called Goodnight Menses in the style of Goodnight Moon. Do you want to read a few stanzas? This is also where I confess that I know what Good Night Moon is, but I've like actually never. I know what Good Night Moon is because of the wire. (laughs) (laughs) What season? The season with the yeah. It's like in like season two. There's like okay, season two is the one, or maybe season one um, actually. No, it's not the Stevedore season. I don't think. Anyway, it's really early on. Oh man, I already love everything that's happening. Oh yeah, here. it's Kima. Detective Kima is like putting her son to sleep by like by oh, like yeah. pointing out the stuff in their neighborhood and saying goodnight to it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's like the only cute moment in the entire It's probably wire I blocked out every it. other scene in the wire except for Goodnight Moon as delivered by Kima to her son. That's so funny. So season one probably. Mm, season does two. This oh no, she doesn't have a kid. Season yeah. One. Early on. It is it's okay. early ish. Well we can link to it. Anyway, sorry, Goodnight Menses, probably my second okay. favorite goodnight book situation. What is what does this say? In the great dim room there was a beanbag chair and a jar of Nutella. <laughs> and a picture of a goddess jumping over her moon. And there were two little wolves sitting on stools and three little Doritos and a bag of Cheetos and a little bottle of Midol. Pause button. Sorry, Midol is a scam. (laughs) Like, it doesn't help any more than other (laughs) stuff, does it? Like, I thought that was just branding. (laughs) So, listen, I was talking to my friend Elizabeth yesterday when I basically realized that I'm a little Christian scientist when it comes (laughs) to any kind of, like, pain medicine. Like, you changed my life by giving me an Advil one time when I had a headache and I was like, what? This is how the other half lives? Mm -hmm. They don't just, like, let it go? So, truthfully, I don't know what the fuck my at all is. I take an Advil for anything. It's like some part of my body is ignoring me and trying to send me messages about what I should be doing differently. Advil. (laughs) 
<laughs> sort of yeah, like, no, I like you like literally changed my life with Advil. I was like, what? It could be like this all the time. <laughs> I have no idea. Wait, so what is your point of view on my doll scam or no? I mean, obviously it sounds like a scam. Why wouldn't you just take an Advil or, you know, like do like me and just a bottle of wine and put your computer on your stomach? Right. It'll be fine. Computerist. <laughs> Computerist. I bet you my doll is totally just like Tylenol with more, you know, like with a pink bottle or something. This is what I'm saying. It's kind of like how Excedrin migraine is the exact same thing as Excedrin extra strength, but they charge more okay. for Excedrin migraine. I will say this as a migraine sufferer, that is the one thing I fucks with. And Excedrin migraine is different. It has more caffeine. More caffeine than Excedrin? Literally, extra your brain starts tingling. I mean, I used to get migraines as well. I mean, I'm not well, a scientist. And I would also so. take Excedrin migraine just because it made me feel better to know I was taking something for migraines. So, but but the, I thought the amounts of everything in it was the exact same. You know, maybe. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff actually works. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to finish reading this because it's pretty good. An iPhone with a missed call, so real, and a laptop and some sweatpants and a small old lamp and a dent in the bed from where you rolled around with cramps. Mm. Good night, room. Good night, moon. Good night, goddess jumping over the moon. Good night, bloating. And the two little wolves. Good night, Doritos. Good night, Cheetos. Okay, pause. I know that people really like Doritos and Cheetos, but I feel like this is subpar snacking for when you have, like, bad periods. It's a little reductive. This is sort of a stoner snacks period. I know. I mean, it gets worse. So it says, like, goodnight, my doll, goodnight, Miss Call, goodnight, Netflix, and goodnight, Cheese Whiz. Do I know anybody who eats Cheese Whiz? Me, growing up. But... (laughs) Wait, is that the one that comes out of the can? It comes in a jar... That what? oh wait yeah cheese whiz is one you heat up in a jar and then you pour it over uh, frozen broccoli or like reheated steamed frozen broccoli and then it <laughs> forms like a plastic coating that you can peel off in one sheet and that is definitely how I ate vegetables as a kid because Midwest oh my <laughs> America is just not a place to raise your children but you are crazy absolutely correct that there is no way cheese whiz belongs on a list of period snacks that is just an abomination i know well then it goes on like good night little heating pad and good night marathon of breaking bad that's like the best rhyme of the year <laughs> <laughs> breaking pad heating pad <laughs> uh, are you gonna finish this <laughs> Oh, is there still more? Dude, it's still going. Okay, and I'm exhausted. (laughs) I know. Nothing, there's not that much interesting stuff left to say goodnight to. I feel like you, that was like the real, the money part of the list right there. It was. Well, I just say goodnight Eve for the original sin, which I think is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a real book or is this just a BuzzFeed thing? I mean... It's probably an ad for, like, something. It's, Hold pro- on, it's probably an ad for period <laughs> It's an ad for my doll. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. I don't know. It says, by Sammy Main. Could be a dude. Could be a lady. Pictures by Dan Math. Solid name, Dan Math. Sammy appears to be uh, a lady. She is on the BuzzFeed staff. Oh, cute, cute. So is Dan Math. 
I like this a lot. I just wish we had workshopped the snacks. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, with some editing, this would be an incredible book that I would like to gift to, like, 12-year-olds who are about to start their periods. I mean, I would mostly give this to, like, 12-year-old boys and be like, hello, here's what's happening in the other half's life. Oh, my God. So true. Speaking of awesome children's books, there is a new children's book called Rad American Women from A to Z that recently came into my life. And all of the children I know are getting a copy. It is a delight. And it is, I think, sold out or not available, like, on the City Lights Books website, which published it, or on Amazon. I have to go to, like, my local occult feminist bookshop. I mean, is it out of stock because of some sort of publisher's dispute or because it's actually... Who knows? With Amazon, you never know now. The point is you have to go to your local occult feminist bookstore and purchase it there. Oh my god, it looks like there's non-white women in this book. Dude, there are so many non-white women in this book. That's my only rule when I give children's books. If they're not about, like, science, they have to be, like, black books. I mean... I I give them to, like, white babies all the time. Doing the Lord's work. But also, this book features scientists and people who are not white. It's awesome. I, like, I can't handle all of this information. (laughs) That is madness. It's incredible. And you should buy it for all the babies in your life. Man, so many babies being born this summer. I know. So many, so many babies in my life. I'm excited. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be a cool auntie. Yeah. They're all getting this and Angela Davis onesies. Hand screen, (laughs) hand screen printed by some feminist somewhere who sells them on Etsy. That's, you know, I feel like that's a little extreme for the babies in my life, but I'm (laughs) glad that you are going there. Only for the boys that really need it. Uh, I know. Controversial opinions abound. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. That's like almost like, hi, here's an Asata Shakur onesie. Please give this to your baby to wear. I mean, oh my God, I'm going to make those. I mean, I was just about to say, you can make a killing with that. Like, you should really make those. You know, she's been on my mind a lot because now that we're like palling up with Cuba, you know, the, the minute they like fully open up relations, Chris Christie is going to, like, snag her back to New Jersey. And that's going to make me really sad. That was a terrifying mental image of Chris Christie snagging anyone back to New Jersey. I mean, that's how he's going to run for president. That's, like, what his whole presidency is going to hinge on. Mm. Forcible Uh, My favorite bully. My favorite bully. That man looks so good in a windbreaker, though. It's crazy. It is true that some white guys are just made for windbreakers. Just, like, made to wear windbreakers. Yeah, when <laughs> during Hurricane Sandy, that whatever one he wore, I was obsessed with <laughs> all the time. <laughs> the storm didn't break us. <laughs> What else? I wanted to talk about couples therapy for people who are not couples. That was like the other thing on my list, <laughs> um, which maybe sure. maybe you're already over this because tech world. But there was an article in The Times this weekend, maybe recently about um, when tech co-founders are in couples therapy, like with a traditional relationship therapist. And it was hilarious to me. 
And I was wondering if you would ever go to therapy with me. (laughs) I mean, you know, full disclosure, I think we are in some sort of form of like informal therapy. Let's be real. Like this podcast Uh, is therapy. (laughs) This podcast, you know, the like checking in. Uh, all of that stuff. I would totally go to therapy with you. I I am very pro relationship therapy, even if it's not like romantic therapy. I think sometimes you have to work stuff out with like a mediator, with a professional, not just yeah, with yeah. with somebody that you pay who is an impartial observer. Right. I agree with that. I just sort of wonder what they actually talk about. <laughs> it's like you didn't honor my feelings in that meeting with the VC the other week. I really felt. I don't undermined. know. I feel like you're being a little reductive here. I think <laughs> that actually not a little, a lot. This was a trick to get out. you to defend tech bros. <laughs> um, fine. I'm not going to defend this particular set of tech bros, but I do think that when you work with someone in a partnership, it's really easy to dismiss. You know, to just say, "Oh, like we're both chill. We can get stuff done, or whatever." It's like I think that that's very disingenuous, and it's not true. It's really hard sometimes to honor your personal relationship while at the same time, like thinking about your business relationship. And these guys are obviously, you know, they're running like a really successful business, even though I think it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what do I know? Um, You know, and I think that it's, I actually think that it's kind of sweet that they, that they care about each other's feelings so much. Like they care about their friendship as much as they care about their success and their business. My favorite anecdote in that story is how they watch Good Wife. And I was like, (laughs) God, all of the bros in my life watch Good Wife, even though they don't deserve Alicia Florek. (laughs) Listen, the thing that stood out to me was this quote, um, from a psychologist who has clients like this, who said, a lot of these people have never worked for anyone. They have no effective models of what leadership is. And it was reminding me of how the sort of abnormal situation is to have a healthy work environment with a really good like leader or boss at the top. And the far more common scenario is to have a crazy workplace that's like, you know, all, you know, no, no good models and like no good ways of processing conflict. And it's just so funny to like to hear it talked about as like it's a strange thing to not have had seen good leadership before. <laughs> I feel like that's the norm. I mean, that, unfortunately, that is true. Yeah. I um, I wish more like business couples went to therapy. Oh, my gosh. Like who else? Maybe they already do and we don't know it. I bet you Oprah and Gail go to therapy. I can see that. I, I, I bet you they do. I'm trying. That's like my very, I'm like strong opinion, not supported by an ounce of truth. I'm struggling to come up with other duos now. But some people also just like talk it all, talk it all out. Like the Kardashians go to therapy as a family and it's on the show like often. It's interesting. Yeah, but I think that there's an assumption, you know, family you can't really get away from, but people are often taught if work is really hard, you look for a new job or you figure out how to part ways. And so I think I know, but can you imagine asking like your sister or your mom to go to therapy with you? Like, 
and I'm thinking about like your real family as lovely as they are. That's a hard thing. Oh my That's God. A really hard thing. Yeah. Are you kidding? For Midwesterners, therapy means that you are like, you've killed someone or done something really terrible. And that's the only reason you would ever talk about your feelings with a stranger ever. Like- I'm really <laughs> glad you've come around to therapy. I remember when we were becoming friends, you said something like that was slightly dismissive of it. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to think I'm a crazy person because I go to therapy for everything. I was raised with a strong cultural anti-therapy bias, which like... I don't think it's correct, but it's definitely, it's, it's in there deep. It's in there deep. Well, you know, now that you live in California, I'm sure that you've like softened to this. Oh my God, for sure. I was part of a conversation yesterday where two of my friends were talking about having left their therapist for a witch. (laughs) So it's like next level. (laughs) I, I love my therapist. He's the most important relationship in my life. (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> people would be like did yeah, Anne hang I'm up like, where did she go <laughs> no you're just like this is too much to deal with <laughs> like on board with witches not on board with like loving your yes did not say much. i was on board with witches just saying i've gotten comfortable having this conversation <laughs> i just i think that like witches is the best scam going around right now like it's genius it's so genius a cult so trendy right now yeah no totally trendy and (laughs) i'm cool about a lot of stuff but i'm also like i'm from africa i don't fuck with occult shit (laughs) i don't i see it do i believe in it i'm not comfortable disclosing but like definitely not fucking with it Oof, truth yeah, no, it's crazy. No, occult, like, it's also, like, white privilege. I'm sorry. It's, like, people who can afford to do and think about that kind of stuff. It's so true. Maybe it wasn't white privilege and like, we're talking Salem era, but but now <laughs> definitely white privilege to be soups occult. <laughs> I know, you know, and also trends are so, like, I mean, capes are so trendy right now. Okay, let's just, not bring like, capes into thing. this. Different thing. <laughs> Please. <laughs> You are the original witch. Leave capes alone. Let me. I can keep Leave my capes, capes and not be a witch slash a witch impersonator. Oh man! Speaking of something else that we're gonna disagree about, tell me about your Toni Morrison feelings. Okay, I don't. I mean, I have a lot of feelings about Toni Morrison, obviously, but um, she was on Fresh Air recently because she has been everywhere recently, and she was talking about her regrets. That's right, and I mentioned to you that I thought it was rare and kind of refreshing to have a woman who she's 84. Is that right? In her eighties be like, yeah, I have some regrets because I feel like so often those interviews, a lot of times they have this sort of hard charging. It was all worth it. No regrets. I did what I had to do. And like, that's it. And I totally understand why you would want to say that, but I just found it interesting that Toni Morrison was like so many regrets. I mean, so I haven't read the book yet. I listened to the Fresh Air interview. I think that I love that she put it in the context of her family and like raising her sons. Right. Because that's a side of her we don't hear a lot. I just, I'm just like, I don't know who are these older women that you were talking about that I like, I have no regrets. Because the thing that has made me really sad about this like whole Toni Morrison like media tour you know, as much as I'm like, you are the queen, I love you, is I'm like, oh, this is the woman in the for real sunset of her life. You know, she's 84. And it's like real talk, real talk express 
from here on out. And so, you know, I don't know, like hearing some 60 year old woman say that she doesn't have regrets. I'm like, that's cool. But you have like, mm, if all goes well, like 20 plus years, you know, like come back to me when you're 85 or something. But with this, I don't know. I think that she's, I think that she's being really, she's being real. Obviously we both appreciate that. I'm just not buying this whole, I I have no regrets. I did it my way, like weird thing. Well, I guess, so for some context, she, you're right. She's talking about her kids. She's mostly talking about her personal life. And a lot of times I think when women answer that question or say, I have no regrets, they're talking about their professional life, which is really different. So yeah, you're you're totally right. But I'm not sure there's that much of a difference between like 60 and 80. And maybe they don't say, I mean, yes, there obviously is. But in terms of their point of view on like what they've done in previous decades of their life. But man, I think there is such a difference between 60 and 80. Like 60, you're, you know, if Barack Obama didn't screw you over, you're probably retiring. <laughs> you are... You know, you're about to have some free time for the first time in your life. There's, like, no kids at home if you had kids when you were 40 or so. I don't know. I feel like you you have so much life to give. And I, it's, you know, I'm not dismissing, I'm not, like, dismissing 80-year-olds completely. I think it's, like, beautiful that she's 84 and she's so prolific and she's out there. I just don't think that we have a lot of models for, like, that age specifically you know even in my life when I think about people who are that age like I know very few of them yeah and in public and in public life there's even fewer of them how old I'm trying I'm I'm trying to remember the cover of the gentlewoman article the interview with Vivian Westwood how old Vivian Westwood is um let's look up the what does Josh call the internet the global mind. What does the global, the global mind, mind have to say? <laughs> what does the global mind? So she's seventy four. Vivian Westwood is seventy four. Yeah, and and she again, it was it was mostly professional, but in this interview, which is a year or two old at least, um, it was kind of similar. Um, and the um, op ed that Oliver Sacks wrote when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer, which is he wasn't like I don't think the phrase "no regrets" was used, but the tone of it is very much like. I lived the best I could. It was great. Like, I don't dwell on negative stuff in the past. Like, that was sort of what the overarching theme was. It wasn't like, yeah, it still bothers me when I think about how I could have done things differently as a parent, daughter, sister, friend. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I think we generally agree. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad we talked that out. <laughs> and we I need know, to both I'm, read the book. I'm just like, I don't know who are these like 80-year-olds that you know that are like, I regret nothing. I actually like, do. Me? Life is like full of, life is full of regret, especially in your personal relationships. Like obviously, you know, boss lady is going to boss lady, but like, I think that it's really beautiful and wonderful that she can look back on her life and have like so much wisdom to share. Oh, I mean, Toni Morrison, endless wisdom to share. I know. Did you read that New York Times magazine profile of her? I that did. Was so good. I did. Oh my God. That like just the art alone is amazing. It's just, you know, I'm not a magazine hoarder. I think you should throw everything away, but I'm going to hang on to that cover for it's probably beautiful. a couple more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know but I loved her I loved her story about like how Barack Obama called her to like have you know for her birthday party and everybody's like where are you gonna have it and she's like duh at their house at the White House and and they were also like Tony you can wear jeans if you want to and she was like are you kidding me like I would wear jeans yeah. to the White House go home like yeah she's like I'm an adult professional woman like no thank you 
Um, the thing about that article, everyone sort of characterized it as a profile and it, it, it was in a way, but what made it so good to me is that it was, it was very much about like where she fits into the current landscape. It wasn't like, let's just focus on her as like a blip or as like a single creative force. It was really about the ecosystem that she exists in and that she's worked to create. And that is not what a lot of profiles actually accomplish. Like it did so much more than that. Yeah, no, it's so, God, it was so good. I'm, I'm in love. Um, Just in, like, completely in awe. I guess I'm depressed. I don't know. <laughs> but I can't explain it. Part of it is the uh, irritability of being 84. And part of it is being um, not as physically strong as I once was. And part of it is my misunderstanding, I think, of what's going on in the world. And so writing for me is the big protection. But when I'm not creating or focusing on something I can imagine or invent, I think I go back over my life. (laughs) I don't recommend this, by the way. And you pick up, oh, what would you do that for? Why didn't you understand this? Not just with children as a parent, but with other people, with friends. So it's a long period of, it's not profound regret. It's just a wiping up of tiny little messes that you didn't recognize as mess when they were going on. So since our last podcast, we had this incredible opportunity to meet uh, a couple of listeners, or rather one listener and her bestie, which like all things podcast related have to include a bestie, clearly. Um, We had this amazing dinner at a restaurant in LA because you were still in town for your birthday um, as part of Open Tables, 100 Open Tables thing, which is a thing that you can Google and watch the video and maybe see a shot of me in the video that looks like women laughing alone with salad, but I wasn't eating salad. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was so great to meet listeners IRL. I know Charlotte and Danielle were like a plus plus. They, hopefully they liked us as much as we like them. (laughs) I'm like, that's the perils of like bestie double dating. Right. But yeah, they were really sweet. Uh, I was like going to say sweet and cute and then made up the word squeet. I don't know. Squeet. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of wine. <laughs> they were really sweet. We had a lot of wine. And their like bestie story was really cute too. Oh, yeah. Those ladies, those ladies are awesome. The, those ladies were like third generation besties. Their mothers and their grandmothers had been besties. I was just in awe of the bestie legacy. I know, right? Like, it was kind of mind-blowing. Uh, so good. May all our children be besties. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, that's it for this episode. You can find us online at callyourgirlfriend.com or drop us a note on Twitter at callyrgf or email us, also callyrgf at gmail.com and uh, find us on iTunes and rate us and leave us a nice message. We would love you for that. See you on the internet.